Hi, and welcome to Follow's weekly message podcast. Thanks for joining us. We hope this message inspires you and helps you follow Jesus in your community for his glory. Here's the message. Hi, we're Brett and Kate Ryan from Focus on the Family Australia. And it's our privilege to be able to share with you this morning to the Follow Church community. And we are really excited to be able to present to you today about parenting and uh, a little bit about how to get along with one another. Because especially there'll be some people there that are going to say, well, I don't have kids, you know. It's not a problem, but we all have some situations where there's conflict and scenarios where we need a little bit of help. Oh, with any communication, we can apply it to any relationship, can't we? Yeah. Uh, we're just being a little more specific about uh, relating with our kids. Now, you may have heard of Focus on the Family. We have been here in Australia for well over 25 years, and uh, we're all about strengthening families. We do that in a variety of ways. Some people recognise uh, folks on the family through the radio and this is what the face looks like and this is what the face <laughs> looks like. Uh, we also have um, the opportunity to share publicly uh, in, in schools or in churches or in community groups. We also have a variety of things online and if you'd like to find out more details, you can go to our website at families.org.au and there's a wealth of diff- and a treasure trove of different resources that will help you wherever you may yeah. be. But the most exciting thing that we have, and it's not, I mean, we love doing what we do, is actually doing life. We've been married for over 30 years yes. and uh, in a row. So we've got 60 years of marriage experience. And we share a lot of those things when we do our marriage seminars. And uh, we've actually got an online marriage conference and we'd love to invite you to that. Um, and we also have done some things in the area of um, on Facebook Live. And that's been a regular thing, especially yeah. during the COVID period. That's Um, right. It's been prolific. (laughs) And uh, so we're trying to make Christ known as we strengthen relationships in Australian families. And uh, we will do anything we can to help you and your family be the very best that it can possibly be. But we've got three young boys. Well, man. Actually, they started off with young. Yes. And uh, (laughs) and then they were very little and then they got bigger. And now we have a 20... Six-year-old, Six, a 24, 24 and a 22-year-old. Taylor Lachlan Cameron, TLC, Tender Loving Care. And uh, and our eldest got married uh, a couple of years ago and gave us a grandson. And oh, uh, yes. he is a delight. <laughs> Isn't that right? He is. So um, we added Sylvia to our family of boys um, and it was just so precious. And now together they've given us this beautiful little boy. Um, boys, boys everywhere. Yeah, uh, we know what to do with boys. <laughs> if a, if a girl comes along, we're going to have to get into the, you know, there's an assumption, isn't it, that they'll get into dance and everything. I was a girl and I didn't get into dance, so no. so we you know put that put no. that on them, don't we? Um, but nonetheless, it was we've just got this precious little boy and um, our three beautiful sons, and you know, everyone says, oh, you know, will you make it look easy? No, it's not easy. No. It's not easy. It can be really, really hard work. Um, And, you know, parenting is the greatest privilege but the toughest gig. Yeah. Uh, There's a lot of laughter. There's a lot of tears. (laughs) There can be anger. There can be hurt. Uh, When you've got a whole bunch of people living under the one roof, there's going to be all those emotions. Yeah. And so... Yes, parenting is such a privilege. And I think one of the things we have to view it as is that God has given us a role um, and a job to do. Uh, And that job is to raise these precious young people 
so that he can use them for the future. Yeah. And uh, so our job is, you know, we can't just give up when it gets tough, uh, even though sometimes we want to because it, it is hard slog um, in those times. But he never gives up on us. And so when we look at it in those terms, yeah. we have to say that we never give up on our kids, uh, regardless of what they do. God loves us even when we stuff up big time. Yeah. And we are God with skin on to our kids. And so we then have to step up and do the same for them, yeah. even when we don't feel like it. Um, because let's face it, there are times where we don't, you know, we love them because they're ours, but we may not like them. <laughs> no, exactly um, right. <laughs> so, but then, you know, shoes on the other foot, they may not like us. So <laughs> we really have to work through those. And how can we do that in a healthy way so that our families don't break completely? Yeah. They can bend, they can bend, mm. um, but not break. Uh, and if God's in the centre of that. We and, keep coming back there, don't we? And we know that there'll be some people who may be watching this and saying, well, that's my, my family is broken, and, um, and, but it, it can never get better. Well, we're here to encourage you. There are some yeah. ways and some strategies that we can share with you this morning. They're no, by no means exhaustive or foolproof, but we've implemented a lot of these things into our yeah, family and into our marriage for that matter. Yes. And, but we are to do, be good stewards of our children and we at Folks on the Family talk about being informed, being involved, being intentional. And being informed is getting information how to do things well. And, and anything worth doing, you have to get better informed, like a professional development or how to swing a golf club or how to drive a car. We have lessons and yeah. we should have lessons on how to be better parents. Yeah, educate ourselves. We, we do need to educate ourselves because if we don't, we're being ignorant really yeah. of what great resources there are. You know, Focus on the Family has great resources. We've got friends that have written great books. Um, let's face it, when we were raising our children, we followed Focus on the Family with James Dobson. And so we feel very privileged to now be in this position yeah. of working for Focus on the Family. Uh, we use their great resources back then. And, uh, and still today. And still today. And so we want to encourage you to read and listen and talk to people who've done it well. Uh, I mean, I went to my uncle who had three sons and uh, they were a really close-knit family. And I just said to him, you know what? Speak to me. Speak to us. <laughs> yes, yes, speak to us. You know, what is it we should be doing? How do we go about it? What, what were you intentional about so that your sons grew up? loving each other, loving God and loving their parents. Yeah. Um, and I said to him, you should write a book, which he did. Uh, but it's, it's so important to glean from other people. When you see families doing it well, ask them. Yeah. What are they, you what you are don't have keys? to know. You, it, it's not a, a weakness to not know how to do it. It is a weakness if you choose to stay in that place. Yeah. But we don't have to stay in that place because there are some great people around us who are a wealth of information. We talk about mentoring uh, all the time. It doesn't matter what it's about, whether it's a spiritual mentor, a family mentor, um, a marriage mentor, marriage mentor financial mentor. Yes, whatever it is, uh, we really encourage that because you can glean from other people such great wisdom. Yeah. 
So that's being informed and then being yes. involved is actually being actively involved. But the intentional is that you might know what to do, but you don't do it. So putting those things into practice. Yeah, and we're going to give you some things that are the hopefully very practical is getting along with one another, if and when it's starting to bend in the relationship yeah. before it gets broken. Yeah. Um, Kate mentioned this earlier, you know, whenever there's two more two or more people gathered together, there's always potential for misunderstanding, conflict yeah. and miscommunication. Yeah. And it's been going on for years, but there's a, a right way and a wrong way to do conflict resolution. And yeah. it doesn't matter if it's siblings, it doesn't matter if it's husband and wife, yeah. but, and with parents and kids and kids with their parents, your boss, um, your neighbors, even in church, not at follow church, no, no, not at follow <laughs> church. It's all going well there, but we all have, a, um, we've learned different things along the way of how to resolve conflict. And sometimes it wasn't a good example. Yeah. When we have kids, you know, they start, you know, thinking they know it all, you know, back off mum and dad, you know, kids say, uh, I'm just trying to explain myself, but we think it's, they're talking back, but remembering they're developing and they're growing, aren't they? Well, they are. And they're, they're trying to work out where they fit in the world. And they've got all these thoughts running around in their head and they've got friends all around them who are, their yeah. families are doing it differently. Some things they like, some things they don't like. Um, and unfortunately, some of, the, some of the things that they like are when parents are permissive and allowing them to get away with things. So kids actually but do better when they've actually got clear boundaries and the consequences of those boundaries. They do. And you know what? They actually thrive in that and they feel safe in that. Yeah. If, if you remove boundaries and, and such, they... They actually don't know what to do with that. And we don't want to have the pendulum swinging too far when it gets be too strict and too yes. uh, domineering. Yeah. That doesn't work either. Um, you know, when kids say the things like, I'm not arguing, I'm simply explaining why I'm right. We all think that we're right when we see it through our eyes. Yeah, our own perspective. So, I mean, out throughout the scriptures, it talks about uh, living at peace with everything, if, with everyone, as best as you can live at peace with everyone. Yeah. And it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of effort it's to do that. It's not a natural inclination to go, oh, they're really ticking me off. Oh, I'll be at peace. Yes. That's not our natural inclination. Hallelujah. It's an actual choice we have to make. Because when we're hurt, you know, our first is to rear up and defend ourselves. It is a natural response yeah. to, but I, you know, and, and so we have to really look at that and make a choice to go, you know what, I can stand here and defend our, my position. Yeah. But what is it going to achieve? Yeah. Really, what is it going to achieve? And is it, you know, like the scripture says, I'm not getting what I want. So we fight and we quarrel. Yeah, from the book um, of James. Yeah, we fight and quarrel and covet and kill all because we're not getting our own way. So, you know, how far do we take that in our homes, you know, to, yeah. to win the battle? And uh, that's, that's a really good point, Kate. Sometimes yeah. you can win the battle of the argument but lose the war of the relationship. Yeah, that's right. And so we have to pick pick our battles, what is really important yeah. and what isn't. And it, it doesn't mean that you're treated like a doormat and no. treated uh, disrespectfully. That's not at all no, what we're saying. You don't have to actually be su submissive to everything. But there are some things that, you know, you could argue all your all you like and and you could be absolutely right mm. but it's your tone your volume the your attitude behind it can cause so much tension and the yeah. way way something is said you know if there's sarcasm you know it's biting and it's bitter 
um, the way we speak to each other. You know, the soft answer turns away wrath. How many times have we gone, well, that's not true because they don't hear me if I don't yell yeah, or if they don't hear point. me if I, you know, whatever. But mm. the truth is that when we're softer and gentler in the way we speak, the other person is far more likely to hear it and yeah. the the anger of the situation can be diffused rather than escalating to a point of no return. Yeah. So we're going to give you just four tips, and as I said, yeah. they're by no means exhaustive, but to help you have conflict and resolve it way. in a healthy way. The yeah. first thing is just seeing it from another person's point of view. Often, as I mentioned before, we see it from our point of view, not from the other person's point of view. And when we've had you know, some tension in our relationship, often I go, help me understand, why did you think that or why did you say that? And then once we've articulated, we ah, oh, I never even considered that. Because she's seeing it from her point of view. And the same thing with our kids. They see they're being unfairly treated. Yeah. And you're saying, well, I'm mum and dad. You have to listen. But if we see it from their point of view, we actually can diffuse the situation before it gets out of hand. And the only way to see it from their point of view is to ask questions. Yeah. Rather than jumping straight to... Conclusions. Yeah, a conclusion. Yes, and assumptions. Ask questions. If they say something that is totally contradictory to what you think is right, say to them, oh, look, I don't quite understand that stance. Can you just explain that to yeah. me? Rather than fly, yeah, flying off the handle or getting defensive, let's just ask some questions to get to the bottom of it. And we should be doing that with our spouse as well or yeah. anybody that we're, you know, at odds with um, in a discussion is to actually ask questions to try and narrow down or, or what's the word? I'm trying to think of it, where we pinpoint in, focus in focus on. Focus in, laser yeah, focus. Laser, laser focus on something and really um, hone in on what was the real issue yeah. uh, rather than all the extraneous noise we can get caught up with around an issue. Let's just get laser focus on the issue. And the only way you're going to do that is our second point yes, is exactly. actually listening to one another, yeah. not just hearing. Because yeah. when you're hearing, you're not actually listening and being fully engaged. I mean, the scriptures, again, from the yeah. book of James, says take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. And people say, you know, the reason God gave us two ears is so that we were listening, only one mouth. Um, and so... Do it in that, that ratio. Yeah, do it in that ratio. Listen more, speak less. Yeah. Um, active listening, of course, we all know, is asking questions so yeah. that you can be sure that you heard correctly. Yeah. And we also, obviously that verse actually says, you know, be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. Obviously, sometimes people's fuses are very short yeah. and we have to learn to control your anger in a much more healthy way rather than flying off the handle because once you say something or do something, you can't take it back. No. You have to be very careful. So if you are really angry, my mum used to say, if you're really angry, count to 10. If you're really, really angry, count to 100. You know, like you need to remove yourself before you might say or do something that you later regret. And I think too, if anger is your first port of call, uh, you your need to... position. Yeah, you need to stop and look at why that is um, because the majority of anger is based on frustration. Yeah. Uh, whether you feel past like you're hurts. not... Past hurts. whether you feel like you're not being heard. Um and so on and so forth. And so that is something that needs to be got to the bottom of yeah. if that's a default position because 
if you get angry anytime it goes against what you say, uh, there's not going to be healthy conflict. Yeah, yeah. And the fourth one is really the greatest gift that we can give to somebody is the power of forgiveness. This is an area where I think it's undervalued oh, and underestimated. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I used to be a nurse for 15 years and I saw at the coalface um, people who had allowed unforgiveness to be part of their, their um, psyche and part of their whole world and their physical um, uh, sort of response, response yeah. was quite significant to their mental health, their, uh, their high, high blood pressure, increased heart rate, um, lower immunity, all because they didn't allow forgiveness to be part of their world. Yeah, well, bitterness eats away at you. Um, it does more damage to you than to the person that you're angry with yeah. uh, because you carry it all the time. And the power of forgiveness, it's the way we say sorry. Yeah. Um, I'm it, sorry. It, it has to be totally repentant. Uh, and it can go something like this. Could you please forgive me for, I'm so sorry that I hurt you. Yeah, it's good. Uh, when we, we, there's actually a site you can go to is the languages of forgiveness. It ties in with the languages of love, yeah, the really language good. of forgiveness. And it, it actually taps into how you hear an apology or how yeah, you how your spouse apology. or how your your children need to hear an apology. And I, I think that is wonderful because sometimes someone will say sorry, but you know mm. that they don't mean it, or to you, you feel like they don't mean it. But it's probably because they're just not apologizing the way that yeah. you hear something. Yeah. Um I actually did that survey for me. And it is actually that for me, if the person acknowledges the thing that they did, then that's yeah. good enough for me. Um, owning it. Owning it. If somebody owns their mistake, their lie, their yeah. whatever it is, it's, it's, that, that's done and dusted for me. Yeah. Um, I'm like, oh, okay, let's move on. And talking about done and dusted, and that's how God forgives us. Yes. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other yes. just as Christ God forgave you. And if it's if God forgives us and we've done so many things wrong, yeah. how much more should we do that for those that we love and care for? Yeah. And especially when it comes to family members. Um, this is such an important aspect. I mean, um, there's a guy named Arch Hart, and he actually said, forgiveness is taking away my right for hurting you, for hurting me. That's what we want. We want revenge. We want to get back. But sometimes this is not possible. We can't always sometimes take that. Sometimes it's not back. possible. Sorry, no. Sometimes <laughs> it's not possible to, you know, you, you, you can't get even. It, it doesn't work. You revenge can't, is revenge not. Is not revenge is mine, says the Lord. Yeah. It's, not, it's not ours. We, we need to be very careful because... Uh, so many scriptures talk about the measure with which you judge others, you will be judged. Yes. And, you know, uh, God will forgive us, our, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who trespass against us. If we're not forgiving others, how can God forgive us? Yeah. And so there are so many scriptures that challenge us on our position. And to be quite honest, nobody wants to be on the other end of those things because mm -hmm. we're holding this level of which other people should be behaving or whatever and we're not doing it well god's going to use that same measure yeah. against us and so quite uh frightening really well it's a challenge to us 
that when we treat other people, we need to show grace because God's showing us grace. And so we we need to be really ready to forgive and not hold on to those grudges or hurts. So just the recap on those four things, seeing it from another person's point of view, the being able to listen carefully and actively be slow to become angry or controlling your anger and your sarcasm and your, and your, and your verbal barrage you can do. And finally the power of forgiveness. And if we get those things and we become intuitive in your relationships, I, I really think that your healthy, your family become much more healthier and your relationship with your kids as well as your spouses will become so much um, richer as a result. Yeah, and look, I think we need to work out for ourselves how do we function well when it comes to conflict? What What is the best way for that to work for us? So for me, if Brett and I have conflict, I will actually say... Very rarely, very, very rarely. I will actually <laughs> say to him, look, I need to take some time and go for a walk. I don't want to say anything now because I don't want to do any harm in this situation. I don't want to hurt you. I can't take back words if I speak them out. Uh, So I want to go and I want to go for a walk and we'll talk about it when I get back. This allows me to pray about it. Um, No sooner do I start praying about it than God actually talks to me about me. Uh, It's not about the situation anymore. It's about my attitude in the situation, the way I talk in this situation, what part was I playing in this? Um, And so it very quickly does God put that mirror in front of my face because I'm responsible for me. I'm not responsible for anybody else's reactions, but I am responsible for the words I speak out, for the way I treat people and the way I love or the way I discipline or the way... You know, I speak about, um, speak to my children. I am responsible for that. Uh, so when I'm talking to God about that, by the time I get back, I'm in a much better place and more of a contrite place because God has now gone, you know, you've got to own what you've done, said, thought, whatever. And so we've got to be responsible for that. So work out what you need to do so that you do no harm to your kids or to your spouse or to your workmates. What is it that's going to be helpful Mm. so that you can actually interact in a very healthy way? Well, I mean, we've just given you four tips and hopefully these have been very helpful. And, uh, And we encourage you to continue to work at your relationships, work on building that healthy relationship with your spouse, obviously, uh, that's the ideal. And we know there'll be some people who may be watching this and going, well, that's not my story, it's been broken. But you can still be a good role model to your children and surround them with other people that have been good examples to them because you want to set your kids up for success and you want to set them up so that they will become the very best that they could possibly be as God has given them unique plans and hopes and a future for them to see them succeed. And I think um, in any communication moment, the underlying point of it all should be respect and value. Yeah. In any conversation, you need to speak with respect and value the other person Uh, that they are God's child, Uh, whether you agree with their opinion or not, 
you need to value them and their opinions. Yeah. And you may not like them, but that doesn't matter. <laughs> yes. the, the, in the moment, it just doesn't matter. You you are still to value them as a person, yeah. that they are significant and you don't want to do them harm by just going, well, that's a, that's a ridiculous yeah. opinion and where would you get that rubbish? Uh, that's very damaging because you're saying your thought thought processes and you... Yeah, treating everyone with value, uh, yeah. dignity and respect. That's right. As God sees us. Yeah. He sees us. And if we put our eyes as God sees us, on we, other will, people. we will treat people so far greater than we've ever been before, especially when it comes to those in our family. Yeah. Why don't we do close in prayer? Would you like to close in prayer for us? Lord, we just thank you for placing each of us in a family. Lord, some of our families have been broken or damaged, but Lord, we just ask that as we put you first in our families, that we will start treating each other with such a love and value and with such respect uh, that the way you treat us, that we will treat others. And as we, we focus in on our relationship with you and the love that you give us, we're able to give out with the overflow of that. Yeah. Lord, we just ask that as each person uh, goes out this week, Lord, that you will be with them, that you will prompt them uh, when they're starting to interact poorly. Lord, we just pray that their communication in the future will be healthy and do no harm. Lord, we thank you that you forgive us when we are doing things that we shouldn't be doing. And, Lord, we just ask that you give us that same grace and that same merciful approach to other people when they hurt us. Lord, we love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to Follow Online. To stay updated, go to follow.church. As the people of God, let's stay connected and follow the words of Jesus to love one another.